Welcome to episode 322 of the AMPM podcast. I hope you're having a great holiday season and uh, have a happy new year and get 2023 off to a great start. In this episode, I'm speaking with Leo Scovio. Leo is one of the smartest people in the space. He's one of these guys that likes to know why something is working the way it is. You know, he's the guy that will, as he'll say in the interview, take the radio and not listen to the music, but open up the radio to see how it works. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is unraveling how Amazon works and what we think the future is going to be. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the AMPM podcast. Welcome to the AMPM podcast. We explore opportunities in e-commerce. We dream big and we discover what's working right now. Plus, plus, this is the podcast where money never sleeps. Working around the clock in the AM and the PM. Are you ready for today's episode? I said, I said are, are you, you ready? Ready. Let's do this. Let's do this. Here's your host, Here's your host Kevin King. Kevin King. Leo Scovio, welcome to the AMPM podcast. How are you doing, man? Hey, Kevin. Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm alive and kicking. I'm alive and kicking. You know, I, I, I just heard you recently on the Serious Sellers podcast with uh, Bradley, and I was a little bit jealous. I was like, man, I wanted to get Leo on before Bradley, but Bradley got you first. That's right. <laughs> you know, I was, I was down in my, my warehouse uh, shipping calendars. Because this time of year I have a calendar business and, and I was, what I do is when I'm down there is I, I listen to podcasts. So it's like mindless work, you know, putting these calendars in, a, in, in boxes and stuff. And, but I enjoy it because it one, gets me out of my, my, off of my desk and doing something different. And then I catch up on all the podcasts. So I was like listening to yours with, with Bradley and I listened to a bunch of others. You know, my wife is always telling me like, why don't you just hire that out? It's not the best use of your time. You know, you could get someone to do this for 15 bucks an hour. I'm like, no, I, you know, I like going down there a couple of t- days a week and, and just doing this because, uh, it's like my man cave, you know, and it just gets me away from everything. And, and then I just listen to podcasts and I, and, and learn stuff as, as I'm making money. So it, what's, what's better than that? Learning while you're making money. Exactly. Sometimes you can just think, you know, of, uh, what's your hourly rate, right? When you do things that you just enjoy doing, you're just going to do that because it makes you feel good. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and, and like I said, it breaks it up. So it breaks up some of the monotony and, you know, there's times where I'm down there like, man, this, I just, man, I should just get someone to do this. This sucks. Uh, but there's other times where I'm like, you know what, this is like therapeutic, uh, and, and relaxing and it's not permanent. You know, it's not like I'm going to be doing it all year long. It's, couple days a week uh, for a, a few months and it, it it's it's great it, it, it's great for me but but speaking uh, speaking of great you're one of the probably a lot of people may not know who exactly who you are but you're one of the greatest minds probably in the Amazon space you're always on the cutting edge of, of everything and it always fascinates me with some of the stuff that you come up with but a lot of people don't know that this e-commerce stuff and this, this is not really your your background you came over from Italy to the U.S. and and you were like a, a big time DJ in Miami, in that in that correct? Yeah, when when I actually left Italy, that was 2007. Uh, it's because a friend of mine told me that there was this cool place in the states called Miami, you know, where we could go and uh, and have some fun here. And so um, that's really the main reason why I left. Um, back in Italy, I was DJing. I was in the uh, fashion industry. Um, so just, you know, having a lot of fun, uh, and you know, Italy is the perfect place for that. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so w- when we came here, 
I, I originally came to look for collaborations, um, like DJs from the United States to bring over to Italy. And so I ended up staying here for a while. Um, I remember getting uh, just a visa for three months, tourist visa for three months. Then I, uh, I met a girl. I ended up staying longer. Like, obviously, I, I left and then got back into the States because I couldn't stay more than 90 days. Um, but I fell in love with this place. And... Um, and uh, over time, I actually ended up in Canada instead of the States because I couldn't really stay here. But I, I, I discovered a world that was totally new to me, but it was just very fascinating, which is the uh, digital um, world. And I, back then at the time, it was more about um, search engine optimization and then all of that, less e-commerce. Um, but yeah, that's really why, why I ended up in this side of the world. So how did that happen? So you're, you're working as a DJ doing stuff in the music industry in Miami when you came here. And did someone, did you just meet somebody that was in that and it fascinated you? Or were you just like surfing around bored one day at the house and saw some stuff? Or how did that process work to actually, you, where you got into this digital marketing world? Yeah, no, it was a little bit more uh, elaborated than that. I, I, I left one, uh, I think it was December that year, it was, it was during the holidays. Um, and I went to visit some of the cousins that I had in Canada, um, in Toronto. And, um, and, and they uh, used to own this very large travel business in uh, Canada, similar to Expedia. And mm -hmm. I remember visiting their office and uh, I saw a bunch of people behind their computers, like developers working, everyone on the call, like talking to like December is busy season in Canada, all these snowbirds going to the Caribbean, right? So it was like a busy office. And so at the time I, I, I went there and I'm like, what, what do you guys do here? And they started talking to me about uh, selling trips online and, and uh, it was done through a website. And this is 2007, like early, like Google was still at its infancy. And, um, and so I went to one of them. I said, well, what's the highest paying job in this company, right? And they're like, well, search engine optimization. And so I'm like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to learn that job. And so that's really how I was exposed to that, uh, the digital marketing world. Um, so I remember asking them if uh, I could work in the company. We figured things out. I ended up getting sponsored um, by the company to, to work in Canada. And um, in the meantime, while I was waiting for the papers, I started studying search engine optimization and uh, in the Google Analytics. And then from Google Analytics, uh, Adobe Analytics, just more an enterprise level analytics solutions. Uh, solutions. So really that's how I got into this space. Uh, but I was always fascinated by the technical aspect of what's behind um, a website or these this analytics solutions. Uh, never like attracted, like I, I'm a detailed guy, so I, I always liked websites that looked great, but I was more interested in understanding uh, what was behind the website, how to build a website, you know, the source code and all of that. Yeah, I remember when we first met you, I think, was it in Las Vegas, I think? It was me and Manny and Guillermo, and we were like some, uh, I think of the stratosphere or something like that. And we yeah. were out there for, I don't remember what it was. It was a Prosper show or it was a, Something like that. It was like 2016, maybe? Yes. 2017. And then you were there for like some Adobe convention or something. And I don't remember exactly how it happened, but somehow we met up. And I remember when we met up at the Stratosphere, I don't know if you had just gotten into Amazon or maybe you hadn't gotten into Amazon yet, but uh, it was like, I remember me and Manny sitting there like, damn, this guy is really smart. He actually 
knows his stuff. Uh, we, we need to uh, get to know this guy a little bit better. Uh, do you remember that? I remember exactly when that happened. I, and I was there for an Adobe conference. Uh, it was happening next door to Prosper. And, and what got me to you guys, actually to many to begin with, was an episode um, on his podcast. And he was talking Black Hat with Casey Goss. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and, and that episode, I think, was one of the most popular episodes at the time. And, uh, and so when I was at this Adobe conference, I, I found out that there was a Prosper happening next door. And I said to um, a colleague of mine, hey, you know, I'm just going to uh, skip it for a few hours. I'm going to go see what this Prosper uh, is all about. And then outside, I met you guys. It was you, uh, Manny, and uh, Guillermo. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I remember that conversation actually was very, very interesting. We, we spoke about a lot of things. And at the time, I think we, it was all about understanding the Amazon algorithm, how to rank products. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I met you. I remember. Yeah. That was, and then from there, we actually, uh, you ended up coming to, uh, what was it? Hawaii, uh, the yes. Illuminati event, which is now called Helium 10 Elite, but back then it was called Illuminati. And you spoke, you brought your, your wife. And you spoke at this this event and uh, that we were throwing in uh, in uh, in Kauai. And uh, I remember you were up on the stage. It's the first time I'd actually seen you present something, and you you were just like blowing people's minds. I, I remember there's like the, you know the women in the audience because you're a good looking guy. So the women <laughs> in the audience were like, I just wish she would take his shirt off, you know, and, and I could just stare at him forever. And then then the the other everybody else was just like with their mouth open because you were showing like. I think you played like an audio, like you had like recorded some conversation with some Bangladesh ranking <laughs> guy that was doing like a, you wanted to show, you know, it's just like you just said about taking apart the radio. You're like, how are they doing this? I got to figure this out. So you like called them under the guys that, yeah. uh, that you wanted to hire them. You didn't really want to hire them, but you want to hire them. And you like recorded this whole call where he was like talking about exactly what he could do with like wish lists and uh, yes. add to carts and whatever it was. And then you like took it a step further. You're like, look at, look at guys, Amazon, you know, you're always afraid of what they know about you. This is what they know. And you put up some slide like, damn, dude. You, and then you're like showing some other like black hat thing. You're like, you know, don't do this, but you need to know, you know, people were doing this to my account. So you're like, I had to figure out what the heck they're doing because how do I combat this? If I don't know what they're doing, how do I, how do I counterattack it? So you like figured out exactly what they're doing. You're like, this is how you counterattack it. It was like fascinating stuff, and you just blew people's minds. Oh my God, Kevin, you have such a good memory. Uh, I, I don't even remember some of these details, but I, I do remember that recording. And, uh, you know, one thing about me, uh, some people um, over over the past few years have gotten got to know this, but or understand this, but I uh, it came across sometimes as this, you know, guy that is more into the black hat stuff, the gray hat stuff. But the truth is that I uh, naturally... Uh, I genuinely like to understand and learn how things work because I want to know who is it that I'm actually dealing with, competing with. This is back, you know, in my SEO days. It, we all know that there is black hat SEO, right? Like the link building, building blocks to artificially, like, you know, manipulate your rankings. In order for me to be a, a, a good business owner, a good entrepreneur, I need to understand who's on the other side of the fence. You know, if, if these people are playing tricks, I need to learn the tricks. Otherwise, I won't be able to succeed as much as or go further along as, as they do. And that's why I repeatedly and constantly try to understand how things work. I expose people. I expose um, strategies, black hat strategies that, that um, other sellers are using. Because if you are a new seller 
and you don't know what's going on in the space, you're just wasting your your money, your savings that you you work hard for. And I feel bad for these people, right? And that's why I, I, I try to open people's eyes. Now, obviously, I have fun along the way. That's really fun for me to understand that Amazon is tracking these things. I remember when I found out that Amazon tracks the sound that your machine makes. Every computer makes a different sound. And they call it the audio fingerprint. So when you turn on your machine, there's a specific sound wave that your computer makes. And Amazon and other websites, they use it to track that specific machine. So if, you, if they see that you're logging in an account and the sound that that machine makes is the same, and you're logging in multiple ones, well, they all link them together. Now, you can use a different IP, you can use a different user agent, but if the machine that makes the sound is the same, you're screwed. And so people don't know these things, right? <laughs> uh, but for me, it's just fascinating, you know? Yeah, I remember, like, you're, you're always trying to figure, like, I don't even know how you figured this out, but I remember last year we were at uh, Howard Tai's event in Paris, and there, there was, like, a, a hat contest, and we were in this, and, and Howard divided everybody up. I don't know, there's 30 or 40 of us there. And he said, all right, everybody, uh, it was kind of disorganized a little bit, but like everybody go to a room, choose a room and just split up and uh, share hacks and choose the best one. And so everybody's like, well, which, you know, okay, I'll go to this room, go to this room, go to this room. Uh, and you and I ended up in a room, it was like six or seven people in this room. And it was like probably the best room in the place because <laughs> everybody yeah. else we're in these other rooms and we're in this like one room and there's like four, four or five of us, you know, I, I'm known for like the ninja hacks. You're known for some stuff. There's a Matt Altman was in there. There's a couple other guys that really know some cool stuff. And we're like, we get into a room like, shoot, man, I don't know if, you know, if we were in one, any of the other rooms, we would have won that room uh, with our hack, but we're in this one room with like <laughs> the all stars and it, the, the stuff was just spewing just the, you know, the, the cool little tricks and cool little hacks. And I remember you, you, I thought I had a good one. I was like, I mean, I'm going to win this, whatever the, he was giving away, what, five grand or something like that or 10 and, grand. I don't 10, remember what it was. 10,000 cash, yeah. It's 10,000 cash. Like, I, I got this, man. I, I got a good one. And I, I give mine and I'm like, all right. Everybody's like, that's awesome. That's awesome. They're asking me questions, writing notes. And then, then you get up there and you're like, I got two, but let me <laughs> give you the first one. And you get the first one. It's like how to reset the honeymoon period. You know, there's different things that are out there about. It, but then you you had this like, no, everybody's like rolls their eyes. Yeah, we already know this one. Uh, what's your second one? You're like, wait, guys, wait, wait, wait. Let me show you. I have this new way, this new cool way that I just figured out uh, to do this. And you showed it. And I was like, damn, I just lost 10 grand <laughs> right there. And you ended up winning the whole thing. And, but how do you, how did you, you don't have to give it, give it away here, but because that was an NDA and, you know, under everything, but how did you figure that out? What did, was it trial and error or was it like you heard something from one person and then you tried something and then you put two and two together or how, how did you figure that out? It's, it's interesting that you asked me this, Kevin, because that, that, that actually method, it was discovered by mistake. And then, you know, I appreciate you saying we have an NDA because other people have just shared it and sold it as, as there was their idea, but um, it's, it's okay. Um, this this method was, was found by accident because I was trying to uh, actually like launch a product and by by mistake I deleted the um, ACE into a flat file. And then when I re-uploaded it, I, I got assigned a new ASIN. And then I had to figure out with Amazon how to get the inventory back because now the inventory got all um, 
are stranded. And so, uh, you know, I'm on the phone with the Amazon catalog team trying to understand how to get my inventory back without pulling it all. And then the guy didn't even know uh, if this, what I was suggesting him to do was going to work. And then I, I'm like, listen, just give it a try. If you have access to this tool, just please merge the two ASINs for me. And then he's on the phone with me and I'm, I'm refreshing Seller Central and it worked. I'm like, I'm like, thank you so much. That's it. You know, you can hang up the phone. And then I went back on Amazon and the BSR had changed. I'm like, wow, this is powerful. This honeymoon just got reset for this, for this product. So then I tried it again, but this time I did it myself, just uploading flat files, you know, waiting in a certain period, you know, like, but there's a specific way of, of doing it. And it worked again. I'm like, all right, so we got a method. And then uh, the 10 grand was worth it though. <laughs> 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 but, yeah. but not only did you win that back in May, but then in August, you came to the Billion Dollar Seller Summit. And I remember you were like, you'd asked me before, Kevin, what should I talk about? Or what should I do? Or how should I present this? And I gave you a few ideas and, 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 and tips. Like people just want actionable stuff. You know, they don't want a bunch of fluff. They don't want a bunch of corporate bullshit uh, or theory. They just want like, you know, do this, 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 and this, and you're going to have this result. And so you put together a presentation of several things like that, and you ended up winning the whole thing uh, again. So 2022, I think, has been a good year for you as far as like winning best speaker or best hack or whatever, everywhere you go. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, thank you, actually. I, I, I always appreciate your advices. And I remember back in uh, 2016, the Illuminati Mastermind, you came to me as like, wow, their, their information was by far the best, but it went way over my head. And since then, that, that those words resonated with me. I always try to improve the, the, the delivery of the content and um, also trying to understand really what people on the other side, um, you know, were perceiving my content uh, as, right? And so um, at BDSS, I tried to really use a totally different type of uh, structure for my content so that it was easily uh, digestible, but also actionable items that, um, you know, broken into different different kind of uh, strategies that someone could just take it and implement it um, uh, back with their team. So winning that to me was um, a validation uh, point, but also very, very uh, meaningful because the um, whoever chose the, the best speaker was actually the audience and not the um, organizers um, or, you know, anyway, it was, it was a legit win. Uh, but yeah, 2022 was very, very rewarding for me. Um, just a month or so ago, I also got featured on Forbes. Um, so I, you know, I have, I have a very good um, kind of uh, goal uh, for the next year as well. I, I, I'm, my goal is obviously to try and help as many uh, people as possible because I know it's hard. You know, everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. They want to achieve, you know, good dreams, a good financial freedom and all of it. But it's, it's not easy, right? And um, I, I shared this with Bradley as well on his podcast, but um, even like the, the software space is very crowded. Um, so I have, a, I have um, good intentions uh, for next year, but I appreciate, you know, you specifically because you've been, you know, always, even though I asked you to uh, mentor me, we haven't done that yet, but you've been always, you know, very um, honest with me and um, a good friend. Uh, so I, I appreciate you, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I appreciate uh, everything uh, that you've done done as well. How long have you actually been selling on Amazon? When did you actually first start? And did you start in private label or did you start in something else? Or when did you actually start getting your feet wet on this Amazon game? 
before Amazon, I, I actually sold on eBay. Uh, I used to I used to sell shoes on eBay. I found a supplier from China uh, back in I think it was two thousand and four. Uh, but then I, I kind of like, I didn't understood back then the opportunity um, until 2000 and uh, yeah, fif- back later 2015 when I, I uh, you know, found out about private label. So on Amazon, I went straight private label, never did um, wholesale. And uh, I got into beauty, beauty space uh, pretty much right away. My uh, only mistake, I would say, is that I started selling in Canada instead of selling in the U.S., and it was kind of easier for me because I was based in, in Canada. My, my manufacturers uh, were in Canada, and so it was just easier for me to just get it from the manufacturer and ship it to the Amazon FBA in, in Canada. But that was also uh, not as rewarding as my friends that have been selling in the U.S. Um, so uh, that if I had to start again, obviously, I would, you know, scrap Canada. It's you know, one tenth of, of the U.S. maybe maybe smaller, and and just do U- U.S. for sure. But um, yeah, private label I think for me has been um, always you know the best kind of uh, you know way way to go and build my own brand instead of promoting other people's products. When did you actually enter the U.S. market? So you started selling in Canada. When did how long did it take you before you actually entered the U.S. market with your with your products and actually started making that the primary focus? Uh, two years later, that's when I entered into into US. So like 2017 20, or so? 2017, yeah. Mid-2017, mid that's when I entered the US. And, and right away, I saw a huge, huge, huge difference between... Um, like operationally, how the business, you know, was was um, running, but also um, the numbers were completely different. Uh, what took me, you know, a month, uh, you know, to reach... A number in, in Canada and US, I was doing it in a day. And so uh, at, the, at the time, I understood that. Um, and and the, the problem is that it required the same amount of effort and time. And, you know, I was just, I was just working, you know, 12, 15 hours a day. Um, and so it was a no-brainer for me that US uh, was definitely the place to, uh, to sell via Amazon.com. Now, right around that same time, too, and I'm, I'm guessing this probably goes back to you like to understand how things work is not only were you selling in the in Canada and the US your beauty products and your other stuff but then you're like I need to know more and so you actually worked for Viral Launch for a little while like didn't you you took a job with a uh, with Casey over at Viral Launch and for those of you that are listening that like what's Viral Launch I never heard of Viral Launch at one point it was Viral Launch Jungle Scouts and Helium 10 those were the three big you know they were all competing trying to, to become the dominant player in the space. Now it's Helium 10. Helium 10 is by far the biggest. Uh, and the other two, other two uh, are still there. But Viral Launch basically, for all general purposes, is dead now. Yeah. But you took, on, you took a, a role there as like a technology advisor or something like that. Was, was that just to kind of like get in the inside of the radio again kind of thing? Uh, or what, what was that about? Yeah, I um, I met Casey actually, the Illuminati mastermind. He, he was one of the speakers as well, if you remember. Yeah. And uh-huh. and at the time, Casey was this, you know, um, it was a god in the Amazon space. Everyone loved Casey. He had always some, you know, insights into the Amazon uh, ecosystem. And super stuff. smart guy. Super, super smart, smart guy, guy. Super sharp. One of the sharpest, obviously. And and I remember one night having a quick chat with him, and. Um, I knew Viral Launch at the time. Viral Launch was known for their launches. They were pretty yeah, much that's all they were doing back then. That, that's why they spoke at a Helium Ten event because they 
they weren't doing software at that yes. point. They were just doing launches. That's right. And, and they had a big, big client, which I was following at the time. They were also in the beauty industry. And I was following meticulously. I wanted to understand what is it they were doing. Art Naturals, right? That's right. And yeah. so I went to Casey and they said, are these guys doing A, B, and C? And at the time, he couldn't really talk because they were, you know, uh, his clients. But then he came back to me the day after and he said, we, we need to talk. So we exchanged phone numbers. A week later, he calls me. He's like, would you like to, you know, join BioLaunch as head of innovation? Uh, we need someone like you, right? And, um, and what he asked me to do was exactly what I was doing for, uh, from home. Just, you know, in my spare time was my hobby to just, you know, try and figure out the Amazon algorithm. But this time, Casey wanted me to do this for his company and, you know, pay me for it. So obviously it was a no-brainer for me. Uh, for a lot of my friends at the time, sellers, you know, they, they thought I was going back to a nine-to-five job. But I'm like, you guys don't get it. You know, this is my passion. I like to understand, you know, and this time I'm actually building software with this knowledge. And, um, and, and I helped at the time Casey build the What's Today, their keyword research tool. So that, you know, I got a, a preliminary work, I, I got, you know, 40, 50% of the kind of like the core, the algorithm of that tool was actually built by myself um, with regards to finding the root keywords and building that database of keywords that then was then used um, to seed other ones, which which was then um, turned into the the Amazon, sorry, the, their keyword research tool. But um, yeah, it was also a very good experience for sure. And Manny, Manny was very upset about that because Manny wanted me to be part of uh, William Ten. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, I remember, I remember. Yeah, I said, Manny, you're just one week too late. You know, I feel I feel bad now. I don't want to, you know, like turn my back to this guy because he's a he's a cool guy, a cool guy, right? But um, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, I remember uh, it went from you speaking in Hawaii to hey, Kevin uh, on the Helium 10 Elite. Uh, Leo's not allowed to come on. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were working for the competition. At the, and it's like, yeah. not, not, you know, no Leo right now. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And that, that happened um, recently as well. Uh, but then, you know, I was given again the, 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 the white flag. Instead of the red card, <laughs> it, it's, this industry, you know, it's 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 like that, and and they understand and they appreciate people's um, you know passion, obviously, and roles in, in this community. But it's also very important to be, you know, integral. I would say, and 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 um, always yourself. You know, like there's always opportunities around the corner. But, you know, sometimes people look at just the, the, the dollar sign. They don't look at, um, you know, ethically or even like, you know, uh, long term, what their opportunity really means. And so, you know, like eventually um, uh, people like, like you said, you know, they have to make some decisions. For example, putting me on the side for the time being because you're part of the competition. Uh, but, you know, like just... Just uh, learning experiences, I guess. I mean, and th that evolved into you actually creating your own software, ConvoMat, uh, which we'll we'll talk about here in, in just just a minute. But before we get to that, what do you? I mean, you you know a lot of different people in the software space. You work for Viral Launch. You did. You know the guys at Helium Ten really well. You know the the people at uh, you know uh, some of the others out there. Uh, where do you think this is going? There's so much software out there now. You know, a lot of there's a lot of sellers that that started selling and maybe selling didn't work out for them or they figured, Hey, this just takes too much money for inventory. And, you know, it's a constant struggle. 
let me just uh, go sell digital air and create a software tool, you know, that solves a problem, whether it's inventory or PPC or uh, influencers or, or whatever. And now, you know, when you and I first started back in 2015, there's like five different softwares maybe. And now there's probably a thousand or if not more. Uh, that are out there. And most of them, you know, probably have 30, 50, 100 members. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of them are small. Some of them are successful. But where do you think that's going? Do you think there's going to be a consolidation there? Do you think there's going to be a lot more of that? Or what, what do you think is going to happen with all these all these little tools? Or do you think there's room for all these little niche niche tools for, for, for sellers? Kevin, my opinion on this is very, very straightforward. I don't think there is going to be a consolidation simply because each one of these tools are built using different technologies. There are so many different programming languages out there. Only uh, maintaining one tool is very, very um, difficult and, and complex in the back end. And, and, you know, now aggregating and consolidating multiple ones becomes a real struggle, especially when you're looking to automate things and, and make things easier for, for the seller. Um, today, we're very used to um, getting... You know, a response, whether it's a purchase online or, or, or a software, but we want an immediate response, right, from any any kind of uh, tool or, or interaction that we have on a daily basis in our lives. And, and, you know, that is now possible through technology, of course, but not when technology becomes unnecessarily complex. And that's why I don't believe in necessarily um, aggregation uh you know, from that perspective, unless, you know, that is done in a methodical and very, um, you know, uh, strategic way. Like what Adobe, for example, did in, you know, by integrating Photoshop with Illustrator and with all of that, mm -hmm. um, you know, required a team of hundreds of engineers. And, and also it, it took years, like Adobe has been around for, for several years. Right. Um, and, and, you know, this space right now, it's it's crowded, but not, you know, to the level of uh, or to the size of uh, Adobe. Yes, it's very, very large space, the Amazon uh, ecosystem. But uh, like I said, you know, to Bradley once, it ultimately comes down to the seller. There could be a thousand different software solutions out there, but we're this is not 2016 anymore. Right. Where, you know, you launch a software, everyone is looking for the best keyword research tool, the best product research tool. And so as long as you can blow them away with the, with the you know, cool UI and some marketing, uh, you can win the customer. Right. Right now, sellers are very, very um, uh, mature and experienced and they know when the data looks fake or when a data point is actually legit. And that's why we see some some software companies right now getting a lot of traction because it makes sense, you know, like the, the story behind it and the, and the, the data, like everything is, is making sense. And so the sellers actually believe and then and they validate that belief through real data. Uh, but coming up with something new today is, is, is not easy. And, you know, like, Unplugging your Helium uh, 10 account to, you know, join another uh, um, software that is perhaps similar might damage your account instead of helping you because now you're losing all the historical data. You don't know anymore what happened, you know, in 2019 when perhaps your price was a dollar cheaper and that's why you sold 300 units more. Right? Like there's a lot um, that goes behind it. Um, and so... I think innovation, obviously, 
is always going to be needed and um but 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 it's not you know as easy to innovate as as few years ago because now amazon is even coming up with their own tools like we didn't have the brand analytics in 2016, 17, 18, until like two years ago, a year and a half ago, we didn't have the query, uh, uh, the search um, query report. Yeah, we used to. Uh, we used to. If you want that information, you'd have to have a connection over in, uh, usually in China, and actually pay to get these. Remember that? The, like, was yeah. that 2018? That was the hot. I think it was 2018. Uh, maybe it was 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. There was a hot thing about everybody was paying big money to get all these uh, PPC reports and like. Uh, back-end keywords and stuff uh, out of these uh, these leaks that were mostly coming out of China and India at the time. Do you remember all that? I, and now I Amazon's just like giving that stuff to us on a platter. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, that's why I think Amazon, it's kind of like, I, I'm seeing again, just Google, um, it's a deja vu for almost for me. Um, if you look at, if you've been in the Google space long enough, uh, you're just seeing now Amazon coming up with similar tools and similar data. Uh, and, and so that's why I think that the space now is becoming a lot more mature. And that's why even though there are a thousand different software companies, some people become loyal to the uh, people behind the software. Like some people work with me because they like Leo. Is my software better than another one? Maybe in some parts, yes, and some not. But eventually, you know, people get, um, they trust into the person behind the software company. And, and that's what makes a software like Manny was uh, was very successful. I think also for his charismatic, um, mm-hmm. you know, personality right in the space. And, and, you know, even now when he launched the NFT project, just people throw money at him because, you know, they trust him. You know, he did very good in the industry, left a good footprint. But, you know, it's hard to replicate that success um, over and over, right? Um, In in the industry in general. I'm not talking about many in particular right now. But speaking of replicating success, you basically just launched, I think you just told me you launched a new product like two months ago, and you've already got this product up over $100,000 in sales, and you're using not the necessarily the traditional methods you know you can't do the search find buys anymore and you know some of the manny chat stuff people are still doing some of this and it still exists but it's not the the big fad and the big craze like like it was so you got to get more innovative now and you got to use some of it is is innovation some of it is just tried and true marketing techniques you know and to trying to game the system um, but you just took a product uh, you just launched a new product from zero to 100k and about two months and the real sales, not like promotional sales or, or whatever. How, how did you do that? Uh, and I think you developed some sort of uh, tool to actually, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is actually um, uh, my, my new product. Um, we, we launched it, I think, at the beginning of September. And um, it was a totally new niche for me. Um, so I didn't really have a lot of experience, but I, I, I truly believed in, in this uh, niche. And so at the beginning, um, you know, I spoke about this at the BDSS um, in Austin about the review strategy with Vine. So we, we obviously prepared the listing to be successful. But the strategy for the launch was totally different than uh, the traditional search fund and buy. We wanted to actually invest a lot more into long-term branding and uh, specifically collaborations with influencers. So... Uh, we planned this launch um, very strategically around certain key dates 
for example, the prime early prime that happened in October. Um, and so we scheduled some collaborations uh, with creators on TikTok uh, just before that. And I remember we were doing an average of 20, 20 25 units a day. And then um, when the influencer posted on TikTok, we went up to 120 and then we kept going up to 150. And then Prime Day kicked in. We did 200 at a point where we, we just went out of stock. And, uh, and since then, we haven't been able to ship um, a good chunk of inventory on a boat, we just kept DHL, you know, like every, every, every week mm -hmm. because, you know, we're selling so many units that, um, we, the boat will take too long and we don't want to miss out on, um, you know, this Q4 rush. Right. Uh, and so we're just shipping, um, every week, a couple of thousand units, but that's costing us a fortune in, uh, in shipment. But, um, but yeah, like, so we, we, what we did, we tried to schedule, um, every week, a collaboration with, uh, influencers. And, um, that was also done in a strategic way based on their audience, instead of just going after the numbers. Um, I what, do you mean, what do you mean by that? Uh, the, 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 the average seller goes after, you know, the, the keyword search volume. They go after the, uh, you know, number of followers, right? They, they just focus on the eye level metric. Uh, what, mm -hmm. I, what I went after was the actual persona uh, that resonated with our brand. Um, and by persona, I mean the audience of these specific influencers. So we, we took a lot of time to research these people um, and see what, what kind of content they posted over the past 30 days, um, what type of reactions they were getting from the audience. And then uh, eventually we, we partnered up with a few of them, which got a really huge, um, uh, good, good response from their audience. And in fact, what I believe, I don't know exactly, and that's why we built um, Convomat Connect. <laughs> I don't know exactly if the video went viral or somebody else posted it because we, we, since then, the sales never went down. And so I, I believe that what happened was we drove external traffic, which, which is something that Amazon is in love with. From TikTok. From TikTok. Right? We, I was also doing some Google ads at the time, Google campaigns. And then, um, you know, Prime, early Prime came, uh, kicked in for a couple of days. So the sales kept going up. And I think at some point Amazon was promoting our product via email because we kept getting um, a bunch of sales after Prime. Now, no mm -hmm. influencer campaigns, no Prime, just a bunch of sales. And so I think they were just promoting these products. I, I remember Casey Goss used to call this the marketing machine, I think, or something like that, when, when you basically like now get featured into the Amazon own uh, marketing like newsletters and they feature mm -hmm. you in um, some of their ad advertising material. So that's, I think, what happened. Um, but we constantly now do influencer marketing. The difference is that with the new software that I um, that I built, now we have uh, insights, so we have full visibility over what's happening. So, if, so you can tr you can track the and conversions and everything. You can track everything, right? So we also have an integration with the attribution. We see even if people have added to to cart or page views, but we also see if that influencer video got you know featured or got uh, shared on TikTok, sorry, on Instagram or YouTube or somewhere else. And we also now getting traffic from uh, another channel. So this way we can then pinpoint and perhaps go back to the influencer and say, hey, next time you post, 
forget about TikTok, just go on YouTube because that's where we get most of the sales from. Um, so that's really what's making now, like this being more of a game changer for us, like the analytics and insights behind this type of strategies. So basically you, you just to summarize for this new product, you came out, you, you first put it up on Amazon and you went and got a bunch of Vine reviews just to get the, get those initial reviews. Yeah. And then once you got a bunch of Vine reviews that uh, came back good, then, then you started this influencer campaign on TikTok and a few ads on Google. Yes. Uh, did you run some PPC on Amazon as well? No PPC at all. No PPC, no search find by, no sending an email from your house list or something. No, out to none, it. Of Just, none of that. None of that. We really didn't have a chance to do it, Kevin, because we, we ran out of stock and we ordered, I think, the beginning 3,000 units. Then we placed another order of five and then another 10. So we, we just didn't have time. I couldn't do PPC because I didn't have enough stock. Yesterday, I had a call with a guy from Israel. Uh, and the, the, his strategy is just PPC. And I said, guys, you know, I love what you do, but, you know, um, my mind is completely the opposite. I don't do PPC at all. So I appreciate people that know how to launch products with PPC. Uh, but in this case, it was just, you know, branding, advertising through TikTok, uh, actually not advertising, um, collaborations with the creators on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So how, how much are you having to pay these creators? Like when you, when you collaborate with them, you give them a commission or an, an affiliate commission, or you pay them a flat up, a flat fee up front or a combination? So with some of them, we, we couldn't do the affiliates. Uh, now we can, because we come on at uh, connect, we can actually uh, track that. And so we are now proposing them an affiliate commission on top of their collaboration fee. But the, mm -hmm. the, the, um, the lady that uh, really initiated that uh, kind of um, launch, um, like that the, the viral, viral activity actually on TikTok, uh, only costed us $75 for that post. Mm. Um, so to me, that's really a no-brainer. The ROI on that campaign, if I if I measure it now, is probably like you know seven figure. It's 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 crazy. It's right? crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it, it's it was a little bit too manual um, based on how I like to run things because we literally went through maybe five hundred profiles and got really maybe four or five replies. That's really the pain point today when it comes to working with influencers. A lot of them don't open their messages um, through TikTok. They don't even receive the message because the platform is kind of broken right now. Um, unless you're, you're connected, you cannot communicate with them. So it's a little bit difficult to get a hold of them. And a lot of them also use managers, you have to communicate with them, you know, like, so um, this is one of the reasons why I ended up building this platform, because we wanted to make it easier for, um, and I normally build platforms for myself. And then eventually some of my friends are like, oh man, can I use this? Can I use your platform? And then it becomes a SaaS. But, you know, like I, I always um, build it for my, for my own business. And, um, and to your reaction, this is, Something I wanted to mention earlier, building software, like, you know, for people that have failed, maybe are doing private label, it's an alternative way to, to make money. Problem is that I recently hired a developer and he built a similar solution in the past. And when he saw mine, he's like, oh, wow. He, he said, I can tell that you're a seller. Like the way you build this thing is exactly like 
you know, the UI and the UX is exactly for, for an Amazon seller. So mm-hmm. yeah, like we, I, I worked on a similar project before and that's the same thing at the end of the day, but yours is way easier to use. So, you know, a lot of, I think the software companies also don't succeed because of that, because they don't sell on Amazon. They don't go through the pain themselves. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that's some of these big corporations that are doing software. You got a lot of developers that have never sold, don't understand it. And, and I, I think it's critical that someone that's developing software either be an active seller or have recent experience as a seller because it makes all the difference. You can, you can just tell. Yeah. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's huge. Now, you and I are going to see each other here uh, shortly. You know, it's almost the new year. And uh, you and I are going to be speaking at an event in, uh, in, in Brooklyn, New York, uh, the ASGTG event uh, that, that Ed does, uh, that's coming up, I think, uh, like uh, January 10th or 11th or something like that. Uh, have you ever been to this event? I have. Yeah, I've been there a couple of times. It's probably one of the most overwhelming events. <laughs> for have, you, have you spoken at it or have you just attended? Just attended, yes. Yeah, so you're, you're in for it. Yeah, I've spoken at this event like three times and you and I are both speaking at this event. This audience, for those of you who don't know, ASGTG is an event that's put on uh, every year uh, by Ed uh, Rosenberg up in, in Brooklyn. And in Brooklyn uh, is the largest uh Jewish community of Amazon sellers out there. Some of these guys are doing wholesale. Some of them are doing FBA, uh, but it's a very big group. And I think there's some statistic like 7% of all sales on Amazon worldwide come out of one zip code in Brooklyn. So there's some really big sellers and, and these guys are intense. They're eager to learn. They're eager uh, to get knowledge. And, and they, they come to this event. They don't go to a lot of other events. You'll see some of them sometimes at, at different events, but a lot of them, they just stay in their own community. They stay in their own world. So when you and I come in there, we're like fresh meat. We're like, oh my gosh, you know, some <laughs> of the techniques that we, you and I have shared is brand new to them, you know, because they, they're not exposed to some of these other events uh, by choice. And, and so when we go in there and we speak on stage, you know, we're blowing minds with, 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 with stuff. And when you get off stage, all I can say is make sure you go to the bathroom before you do your talk because you're not going to be able to, to go to the bathroom or get a drink of water for about two hours after the talk because you will be surrounded when you get off that stage like by uh, uh, 50 of them and they'll follow you everywhere you go asking you questions. You know, and this event has probably the best buffet in the entire Amazon space. So like the food there is like just over the top, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's a really cool event. It's a one day event. Uh, but it's one of my favorite events to do. And, and you and I are both going to be there uh, speaking. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, Kevin, likewise, I'm, I'm super excited to seeing you. And uh, it's always a pleasure to even chat with you and um, see what you're up to. But I'm excited about this event in, in New York. It's my first time speaking at, um, at the SGTG. But I remember last year, I agree, the food was amazing. Um, really enjoyed it. But the uh, kind of the, the level of sellers um, was by far the best one. Um, you know, these this, uh, sellers in, in Brooklyn definitely know what they're doing. Uh, they're very advanced and um, the level of like sophistication and operations behind their brands is just, you know, blows my mind. So I'm not surprised to see or to hear that that zip code in New York is, you know, like probably, what did you say? 90, what's the percent? 7% of all sales worldwide 7%. on Amazon. That, that's impressive. So if people want to, uh, to, to learn more about uh, like this uh, new software tool you have for influencers or 
get in touch with you uh, for any reason? Uh, how would they do that? Yeah, the best way to actually reach out to me is through Facebook um, or LinkedIn. Uh, my handle on both is uh, Leo's Govio as my first and last name. And uh, if they're interested in Combo Math Connect, um, and a beta is opening in probably uh, two to three weeks, uh, probably just on board 10 to 15 people for now. And then uh, they can go to combomath.com uh, or send me an email through the, the website as well. And I'd be happy to um, onboard them. Awesome. Well, Leo, I appreciate uh, your time today. This has uh, been fun. We could probably keep talking here for a long time. We'll have to do it again and uh, and talk like you said, all about the AI and how that's going to uh, influence everything we're doing in e-commerce. Uh, we'll, we'll have to revisit that uh, later this uh, in 2023 at some point. Yes, Kevin, let's do it. I think it'll be a fun episode for sure. Awesome. Well, we'll see you uh, in just a few days uh, in, in New York, man. Have a great, uh, have a great uh, New Year and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You too, Kevin. I'll see you soon. Happy holidays. All right. Thanks. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that talk with Leo and myself. And if you can, make it out to uh, ASGTG in uh, New York in January. You can uh, find some information on their website and uh, meet us in person. I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you there if you're able to make it to that event. We'll be back again next week with another episode. In the meantime, I hope you have a great New Year's and a great start to 2023. I just want to leave you with these words of wisdom before we go as we head into 2023. Remember, the people that you spend time with determines who you become. The people you spend time with determines who you become. So love your family and choose your peers. The people you spend time with determines who you become. Love your family and choose your peers. We'll see you next week.